It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. It is Saturday. It is. It is. Is it? Is, it is Saturday Loader. night in Burbank, man. So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Oh, thank you for remembering. We were just just before we came out. We were like, what is, I, I said, when was the last time we did this? Did we do it in December? And he was like, six months ago. <laughs> Been that fucking long. Yeah. Well, let me catch you up. <laughs> and uh, we tried to do one back in Jersey, and Jersey said, "Fuck you." And so we, we they weren't having yeah, it. Yeah. They weren't, oh, it's I'm just kidding. Well, we called, love Jersey. It's called Hollywood Babylon. That's true. Which is why we're in Burbank. So we should call it Atlantic Highlands Babylon, and yes. maybe we'd sell more tickets. <laughs> Might have helped. Man. And just before we get started, to folks out there who are listening to this after the fact. It's not that we don't want to do it. People are like, where's Hollywood Babylon? When are you guys coming back? What's that? What's wrong with you? I'm like, it's not that we don't love doing this, but no. we've gotten busy and you've It's gotten... just they don't pay us enough. It's <laughs> no, really what no. it comes down to. It's a scheduling thing. We're on thing. strike, motherfuckers. It worked for the writers. It worked for the actors. <laughs> no. It's time for the podcasting strike. That's not it at all. It's not the case at all. So we want... All of you to pay double from now on. That's not the case at all. To subsidize our insurance. Not, not what I'm talking about, even a little bit. Um, here, here's a fucking little experiment. So uh, this week, I was lucky enough to uh, be asked by the good folks at KFI AM 640. Oh, this is my. Ooh. This is gonna help my experiment. Uh, to sit in for Gary and Shannon, they were off on Thursday and, and uh, uh, Friday, so they were like, "You want to come in?" I said, "Absolutely." So I filled in, and I, that, I love radio so much like i grew up listening to fucking imus and howard stern when i was a kid and right stuff. i grew up listening to ralph sure yes you know when i was in high remember school you, ralph you, was an adult on the radio that's right <laughs> i remember you had a field trip to the station and i gave you a lollipop yes i want to be like you one day yeah well drink up johnny <laughs> he goes better yet kid you'll sit next to me one day in Burbank. So, <laughs> so um, I, you know, going in and doing the radio. Every, I've been dropping hints. I've been doing. My career has been thirty years long. This, we just passed the thirtieth anniversary of Clerks debuting at Sundance. Yes, thank you. Which means it's also the thirtieth anniversary of the last time I didn't say Clerks once a day. <laughs> Uh, but with that, and somebody clapped for that. Yeah. Uh, but with that anniversary, man, like uh, across um, uh, my my career, any time I've gone into a radio station to promote, promote something I'm working on, I always have dropped hints like, "Oh, I'd love to do this," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you sure would." And I was like, "No, like fucking seriously, take you make clerks too. I'll do this shit. Like fucking, I love radio, and nobody ever really takes me seriously. Like, oh." No, nobody, no millionaire like him would want a job like that. And I'm like, I ain't no fucking millionaire, and I need a goddamn steady gig. So, 
So for years I've been dropping hits, and finally somebody was like, "Why don't you come in and sit in?" And I sat in, and it was wonderful. It was a natural fit. They're like, "How'd you learn to do this?" I was a listen radio my whole life. Plus, I was like, I watched and listened to my friend very closely when I would go into K Rock all the time. When I would go into K Rock all the time, and when Ralph was on K Rock, we had we we did Babylon on a weekly basis. We were able to sell out every week because Ralph was a presence on Los Angeles radio selling tickets. So while I was in KFI on Thursday and Friday, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna fucking promote Hollywood Babylon and see what happens. Because how many tickets have we sold by Monday? Um, beginning of the week, I think we were like half sold. We about half the room sold. Okay, so. Monday, Tuesday. Right. So Thursday, Friday was me, every drop going, hey man, me and Ralph are gonna be at Hollywood Babylon right down the street in Burbank. With, put, by putting your hands together, how many people are here because they listen to KFI? Put your hands together real quick. Applause. Oh, not that many. Well, How many are here because you heard about it on the Ralph Report? I'm just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Maybe you should get a job on the Ralph Report. I should. I could sit in for you. God, a motherfucker tries to spread his wings a little bit, and you're like, no! You stay in your fucking lane! That's why when you would come on the radio with us, and you said, I want to do radio, we'd all go, no! <laughs> yeah. Don't! You got the best of both worlds right there. The, and uh, right here. The, uh, I'm never going to come on the radio because of you. <laughs> I was coming on the radio Thursday and Friday at KFI. It was yeah. amazing. I was having a blast. Me and the four people fucking really, <laughs> <laughs> really had a good time. Uh, last, since the last time I was here, I moved to the Valley. I remember you said And then that. I moved, I would hold your applause, and then I moved back to Hollywood. Into your old house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was here for a red hot minute in the Valley. I finally got to live in the Valley like I always dreamed of. And it was wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, apparently you loved it so much. <laughs> you I did that. <laughs> went back. You sold that house within weeks and moved back to your old place. That house, is, yeah, it's up for sale now. Hopefully it closes and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that happened. What else happened? I didn't fucking, none of these cats know, you know. My wife shattered her hip. Yeah. I which, heard. like, she's like, don't fucking tell people that. It makes me sound old. And I'm like, why? Just because you're 53? She's like, don't tell people that either. <laughs> Yikes. But uh, she did. Freakly, she fell at the house and, like, landed on her hip and shattered it. Fucking, like, I wasn't there. I, I went to uh, back to Jersey to interview the Russo brothers at Smodcastle Cinemas, my movie theater. And when I landed, I got a text from Harley going, like, um, hey, uh, have you landed? And it was like, er, bless you. It was COVID. <laughs> trying to stay safe here. Um, so... You know, she never texts me, particularly that early in the morning. And then the second text was just like, uh, can you call me when you land? And I called her and I was like, what's going on? She's like, everyone's fine, which is the first sign that somebody's fucked. And, and it's a fucking lie, by the way. Yes, no doubt. You shatter your hip, you're not fine at all. Totally. And I was like, what happened? She's like, mom shattered her hip. And I was like, how the fuck did that happen? She's like, she fell on the step. This step leading up to our bed is fucking lethal. We've both fallen. Over the course of 20 years, we've both fallen on that fucking stuff because the floors are wood and fuck if you're not wearing slippers if you're wearing socks you're fucked and stuff so she like wants to turn off the light she had her socks on fucking bam and she's got like very pronounced a very pronounced pelvis like fucking handlebars pelvis and shit like that and I that's hold on me, I have a mental vision yeah, of yeah. that 
Okay, you can go on. That to me was like that. That's the hip, right? Like I was like, oh my god, she shattered her fucking hip, and I thought her hip was her pelvis and stuff. Uh, I found out later on that's not the case at all. <laughs> like when I, we were the doctor, and the doctor put the X-ray up, he's like, and here's her new titanium hip, and it wasn't. It was the top of her leg, and I was like, you did it wrong. That's the top of her leg. <laughs> And he goes, no, it's the hip. I was like, no, that's the top of her leg, man. I mean, fucking the pelvis is right there. And he goes, where the hip meets, where the, where the leg, top of the leg meets the pelvis, that is the hip. And I was, to a doctor, I was like, are you fucking sure? And then, so I, I learned that. But anyway, back to her. She fell, it fucking shattered her hip. The two, we got these two German shepherds, man, a little puppy and, and the mom. Puppy's a year old, now she's birdie, and the mom, we just found out, did 23andMe. Because you can't, your dog's not like a tree. You can't cut it open and count the rings. How old is this fucker? You know, because we got her from the fucking shelter. Right. So we did a 23andMe kind of thing, found out. We thought she was like four, fucking seven and a half years old. Holy crap. Now, let's be honest, could be some dude in the office going, I don't know, seven and a half. <laughs> yeah. You know, fucking tended to. Just throwing darts at numbers on the wall. 100%, man. But they're loyal as fuck. German Shepherds, oh my God. They're fucking, they're perimeter dogs. All they do is patrol and patrol and shit. Yeah. So they're patrolling Jen while she's on the floor in agony. She was like, look, I gave birth to a child, so I know what pain feels like. She's like, this is a thousand times worse. I've never felt anything like this and stuff. She's like, I'm on the floor. I call, you know, 411. She's like, luckily I have my phone on me. Um, they send the ambulance, they send the fire department and stuff. And so they're talking to her, they're like, you know, Mrs. Smith, are you okay? She's like, ah, and she's screaming, the windows are open. They can hear her on the street and on the phone in stereo and shit. And they're like, We're, we can, give us the code, because we got one of these Aquila's entries. They're like, give us the code, we can enter. What is and that code again? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> so, uh... 69, 69. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Let me go to those handlebar pelvis. That's why she didn't want to give out the code. She was like, I'm so embarrassed to the fucking code. <laughs> Officer at 6969. <laughs> it's like, don't be embarrassed of that. That's hot. 269s. Fuck. It's like 138. <laughs> You're right. It is. It's exactly what that is. Since you gave up the weed, you're a lot better at math, math. I'll tell you that it's much. I'm just right there. It's yeah. Mathlete. So in any event, <laughs> she's uh, speaking to the first aid guy, and the first aid guy is like, uh, we'll, we'll come in if you give us the coat. She's like, I double-bolted from the inside, so you can't get in. He goes, well, you know what? The window's open. The fire truck's here. we got a cherry picker. We're going to raise it up to the window, come in that way. And she's like, whatever, hurry up. She's in pain, right? They raise the fucking cherry picker. The first aid guy climbs to the top. The German shepherds oh, no. are like, oh my God, this is the moment we've been waiting for. Like, whoa, 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 you know. Went, mugger, mugger, mugger. Just went fucking crazy. And the guy was like, you're on your own, lady, and back down the fucking <laughs> ladder and shit. So Jennifer had the phone. She called Harley, and she was like, bring Austin over break into the house and open the front door and shut. Which is very telling that fucking Austin knows how to break into shit. <laughs> Even more telling, my wife knew he knew how to break into shit. He came in, broke in, let them in. Uh, they had to cut her fucking clothes off. I was like, what happened? Were you in a, what, did they use the jaws of life? Why? And she was like, my entire limb was useless. It was attached to my body, but disconnected. Oh, right, yeah. So they, she said six, uh, uh, I was going to say veterinarians. <laughs> Look, any port in a storm, man. She's in pain. Six of the best animal doctors available. 
That's what I called in for my wife. Nothing but the rest. They come in and say, you're a good girl. You'll be fine. They're scratching her ear, giving her treats. My wife has shot her hip. Get me whoever worked on Lassie. Like, what, on the show? I'm like, no, on Lassie, her vet. So uh, they took her out, man. Uh, uh, they replaced her fucking hip and stuff like that. This was happened November 3rd, so like two months ago. And when it happened, like for the next week, you were just like, life is irrevocably changed. Nothing's ever going to be the same and shit like that. There are shower chairs involved, potty chairs involved and stuff. Here we are two months later. You, you wouldn't even fucking know it happened. If you're going to break or hurt anything in this world, go osteo. Mm. Go elbows. Hit, and most of our audience, let's be honest, middle-aged. Go osteo. <laughs> Hip, elbow, knees. Yeah, fuck your joints up. Yeah. Yeah. They have this shit down to science. They can fucking fix you up, man. Yeah, it's super easy. But she's a cyborg now, man. It's like fucking a Cylon. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm like, you're more machine than man. I call her fucking Skeletech. Oh, our fucking Masters of the Universe show dropped. Fucking hey. I think you would have said something about that if that was the case. Uh, I've been looking at social media. Yeah, no, I've been happy to talk about it. Oh, my God. Last time we did Mass of the Universe, <laughs> yeah. there were some people that were very upset. Didn't and, know so uh, well. Yeah, they went after me hardcore for, like, years. Uh, this is the second part, and it went up the other day on Thursday night, I guess. And, uh, my God, I I've never been involved in anything that has been received this fucking well, including my first film. Um, this is, like, the 180-degree opposite experience of what we had fucking last time like it, it's just so lovely it's it's honestly been an emotional experience just reading people's reaction without having to wade through the disappointment or the hate or shit like that mm. it's been like nothing but love 99.9% love um, Ralph is in it as well playing playing Rio Blast um, and he also plays of course as he did last season Fisto oh Fisto <laughs> But Fisto, you know, spoilers based on the events of last season of Revelations. Fisto uh, didn't do so well in yeah, the first yeah. season. Fisto is, is uh, a ghost and stuff. So Ralph's yeah. Fisto performance is mostly like, it's, it's like the sound of pain and shit. Like which Fisto being fisted is what yes. it sounds like. If you want to hear what Ralph sounds like when he fucking comes. That's not at all what I base that on. Listen to that first episode when Scareglow is like, you know, I'm not letting them go. It's Tony Todd's great voice and shit. And then fucking you hear like they cut to the fist, the ghostly fist of Fisto. And you hear, oh, and then very quietly right at the end, oh, thank you. <laughs> I haven't missed this show at all. <laughs> um, you, you did great in the show. He also plays Rio Bless, and you have one of my favorite lines in the entire show. I didn't write it. It came from Rob David. And uh, he goes, uh, uh, even uh, cowboys get the pews, as in pew, 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 pew. That's adorable, fun. man. Uh, so, yes, that is on Netflix right now. We launched at number six in the entire country. That was pretty sweet. Uh, and and uh, I'm very, very happy with it. William Shatner joined us this year. I know, it's so awesome. He's fantastic. Him and Mark Hamill share a scene together acting opposite one another, so I've got fucking Captain Kirk and Luke Skywalker together at last. Finally. Scene. Yeah. 
So it's, it's, uh, it's worth your time. People seem to be digging it, man. It's been fun. And you're in it. I know. You're very, you're very kind to me. You always find something for me, and so I appreciate that. The, uh, have you heard from anybody? Was anyone like, oh, shit? Yeah, I heard a couple of people who have seen it to talk about Rio, and uh, they were very complimentary. So, Thank you. So Example. thank you is what I'm saying. Do you want, you want to go further than that? No, no, no. I just, I just I didn't know if we were all caught up with you or not. I don't know. I just didn't know. Well, what kind of shit are they saying? About my yeah. Rio? Yeah, they, they, like people have reached out. What do they say? That, that they loved it and they enjoyed it and they thought it was funny. My, my, they enjoyed my performance in it. We'll lead with that next Okay, time. they liked it. People like it. It's good. I'm nice. very sensitive about this I shit. I know, I can't. Yes. Um, it's been a while since we've been together. It's been a while. Thank you. Good to catch up. I, uh, I got engaged since the last time we did this show. Yeah. Way to bury the lead. I'm like, oh, fucking master of the universe. Had. My wife broke her fucking hip. I got some dogs. You're like, I'm getting married. I was just looking for an opening, pal. That's <laughs> all. Just. Well, that's fucking yeah. awesome. She's got all her original parts. It's just, it's... <laughs> consider myself lucky. <laughs> No she's firemen are coming through the window at her. Or one anything. of them fucking normies you're married. Yeah, I know. Man. What are you gonna do? Go, um, go cyborg, dude. Yeah. So you know uh, why? Cyborgasm. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna tie the knot in the fall, and so it's gonna be a good time. Where are you gonna do it? Uh, the, I'm gonna give the address out to everyone, and I hope they'll, they'll all stop by. Are you gonna do it out here, or back east? Yeah, it's gonna be out here. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you do us the honor of uh, officiating for us? At yeah, the, uh, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I could do that. I know you can. I've seen it happen. Right here, I've right here, people. I've seen it happen. As a minister in the uh, Universal Life Church, I uh, Rev Kev could fucking fuse you two people together as your one person. So we were talking about it. I said, wouldn't it be fun if Kevin was the guy who would, uh, who would who would make it permanent? In a heartbeat. But let's fucking sell tickets and invite people. <laughs> Not everything is a show, Kevin. Yes, it is. Not everything. Oh, my no. God. It's all fucking content, man. Just think about it. If you sold tickets, you'd get married. So, like, if you would juice it all up, you'd be like, I do! You know? You're like, hold on. I'd like to take that again. I do. I do. You're not directing it. You're just marrying us. <laughs> cut. Mid-vows. He's like, cut, cut. Can we go again? Yeah, I'm like, hold on, everybody. I just need to talk to the main actors. I'm like, I really don't believe you. <laughs> Put more truth in this. This is real, you? Kevin. Fuck. Yes. Be her, in love. Her name is Jennifer. Where is Jennifer? I want to say, honey, where are where are you? Where is she? There she is. Hi, honey. The future Mrs. Ralph Gorman, ladies and gentlemen. I realized after I proposed it's going to get very complicated with your Jennifer and my Jennifer, so we're going to have to work something out. It's just too many Jennifers. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, now we both have a Jennifer. Um, that seems to be an age, a name of an age gone by. I don't think any... Does anybody name their kid Jennifer? I don't meet a lot of kids in like my kid's grade. I don't meet a lot of Jennifers. What kind in, of names in you got in your kid's school? Skylar's huge. How many Skylar's? She knows like five Skylar's. <laughs> What do they do? Differentiate with like the last letter yeah, of their Skyler name? Yeah, Skylar M, Skylar L. M. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine? Mia. A lot of Mias. 
Multiple Mias? Multiple Mias, yeah. Um, could you imagine naming the kid Skylar? You're like, nobody's ever going to fucking name their kid Yeah, this is, this is going to make my kid special because I gave her a odd name with a Y in it. When we named our kid uh, Harley, this was back in 1999, and this was before the character broke really, really huge. She was on the uh, Batman the Animated Series, of course, and they brought her into the world of the comics, but she hadn't really entered the mainstream. So, you know, we started telling people, like, yeah, we're naming her Harley. And they were like, what, do you ride? And I was like, no. Well, I guess I did ride my wife to get her. With those handlebar pelvises yeah. of hers. Look out, look out, look out! Shatter. So, um, How'd you meet him? <laughs> um, it was... Uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't I was, know. No, I really just wanted to finish the song. It was never the pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. Used to be able to blame it. Now it's just I'm stupid and old. <laughs> Come here. Come here. I really thought half the audience came from AM radio. <laughs> that's gonna, I really did. I shit you not, that's going to linger with him for a while for tonight's show. I'm not kidding you. I walked in the cock of the walk backstage. I was like, guess what, Ralphie boy? I sold this bitch out. I'm the king of radio. <laughs> Meanwhile, fucking 198% Ralph Report audience. Came for him or me? She came for you. Why, thank you, man. There's, there's, there's that. I'll come for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Why? Oh, okay, all right. No, don't all bother right. me. Don't no, bother no, me. No, no, no. Shut to, up. No, we got to move on. We got to move on. I was trying to. <sighs> all right. You came for me, too? She Three came for you, too. She Four. It's like the end of Dead Poets Society. I should just go while the getting's good. Or it's a wonderful life. <laughs> really is, isn't it? All right, let's... Not it's a wonderful I'm sorry, life. That shit's happened? fucking black and white, and I hate black and white movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're the worst, aren't they? Let's get the kick started with some conversation. You all ready to start the fucking show? <laughs> I learned that on AM radio. Did you? Yeah, yeah. sounds very AM. Hey, work them up. I'm more FM. You're more AM. Yeah. yeah. I listen to that. <laughs> Ralph After Dark. Yeah. yeah. Coming up next, Mr. Barry White has a song for you all about love and the ladies we lust after. <laughs> Say, and, end it by saying, this is Pillow Talk with Ralph Garman. <laughs> You're listening to Pillow Talk with Ralph Garvey. <laughs> I would like you to do that show on AM radio. Okay. Me. Follow my show. Pitch me. <laughs> We're going to have conversations with folks who came here tonight from particularly long distances. They're celebrating special occasions with us here tonight. It's a segment we call the Shout Outs. It's a shout out. Kevin and Ralph, so get your cock out. Yeah. 
Still got it. Do you do that shit at the AM radio station? I didn't think they offered me a gig. Yeah. Uh, Desi Quadrado from San Jose. Are you here, Desi? Hey, Desi, how are you? From San Jose? Fucking A. Home of the sharks. Yeah? And the shark tank. Oh, Jesus. I had no idea we had fucking sports fans in our audience. Mm. It's awesome. Normally, it's just like geeks and stuff. This is my third live show, writes Desi, but my first with my girlfriend, Maria, who I'm bringing to the show her first time listening to a live podcast. Give it up for Maria! Maria. First time! Apple Virgin! Maria! We just met a girl named Maria. All she knows about the show is that you talk about showbiz news and do funny voices. She, that's she, all you need to know. That's really. She has no idea how many dick sucking and anal sex jokes she's going to hear tonight. Have we made any yet? Not I yet. I just did with the microphone. Yeah, you did. We'll, we'll get to them. Yeah. But that could have been anything. She knows who you are, Ralph, because I always play the Ralph report on long drives with her. But she doesn't know who Kevin Smith is. <laughs> Finally, yes. Been waiting 13 years for this moment. You don't recognize me from the King of Queens? <laughs> Desi continues. She doesn't know who Kevin is until I pull up a picture of Jay and Silent Bob, but now she doesn't believe that's really him because of all the weight he lost. Oh. Oh, shit, right You're unrecognizable on. now. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's not that you didn't know me, you just don't know slimmer me. Yeah. <laughs> well, pleased to meet you. <laughs> Could you please welcome us to the show by letting her know how unbelievably amazing she is and how much I truly adore her and how I couldn't be where I am without her. Wow. Wow. I think you just did. Yeah, I think we just did. But just in case, oh! <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> I am so drunk with fucking happiness over that Masters of the Universe fucking acceptance. I am willing to make the worst dad jokes ever. That was strong. Thank you. Thank you, Desi, for coming out. Thank you, Maria, for being Thank here. Thank you, and welcome. Desi, you ever dated a girl named Lucy? No. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. You're fucking her and like, you got some splaining to do. I can't believe you did the voice. <laughs> I'm doing a celebrity impression. Ah! Not an ethnic stereotype. Excellent. Fucking, it's a fine line, That's isn't right. it? <laughs> it is, and I draw it on the reg. Um, Richard and Jamie. <laughs> Only one of them is a fan of the two of them. <laughs> Woo, well, shut the fuck up. Well, Richard wrote in, but he doesn't say his wife's name, so I can't say. What's your, what's your wife's name, Richard? Michelle. Michelle? Okay. Michelle. Um, my wife, Michelle, our friend Jamie, and I, Richard, will be in attendance on Saturday. It's an early birthday gift for Jamie, who is an actual 42-year-old virgin. <laughs> so how about you help him out and offer him up, writes Richard. Oh, we my God. <laughs> I, I, look, I would do this. Somebody has to be willing to fucking... We have known him since he was 13 
And in all that time, no vagina. Well, don't bring a teenager into this. Well, they've just known him since he was 13. I know, but you don't have to reference that part. He is drug and alcohol free. He Ooh. says he's into the girls. Ooh. He has a job and a car. Ooh. However, Ladies, a vehicle. For those of you who bust to Babylon tonight, <laughs> imagine riding to the next episode yes. in style. In comfort. In the passenger seat of an actual automobile. 82 LeBaron. <laughs> Automobile, you say? Yes, automobile. Richard says, this is the closest he's ever been to it. And he sent in a photo. I don't know if this is... Yeah, that's... As close as you've ever been to... Oh, pussy. Pussy, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Jamie with a pussy that's in Jamie? his lap. That's Jamie. He's a good-looking fella. Who the fuck wouldn't fuck this guy? <laughs> Show of hands. Who wouldn't fuck who this would, guy? Who wouldn't fuck him? <laughs> Not who would. Who is on the no Jamie team? <laughs> well, Jamie, we're doing the best we can. Where are you at, Jamie? Where are you? The guy with the surgical mask on. All right. Well, I can't see why you're not getting laid, Jamie. It's just... <laughs> what happened? That cat scratched your face? <laughs> Women love the paranoid. Is so, there... Uh... Um, if it doesn't work here in the room tonight, because it's still early. That's you know, true. Let people get a few drinks in them and shit like that. But if it doesn't work tonight, is there a follow-up number they could... For the home audience, is there any... No? Personal no. details? Credit card number? <laughs> uh, Jack Aruda from Rhode Island. Are you here, Jack? Right up front. Hey, the Jack. other side of the country. My name is Jack. the smallest state. Indeed. New Jersey laughs at Rhode Island. <laughs> Just because of size. That's right. It. That's it. I'm contacting you from Providence, Rhode Island. Did you guys come out from Rhode Island? Oh, no, I just go to school here from there. Originally. Oh, okay. Where do uh, you go to school? Uh, we go to Woodbury University down the street. Woodbury University. Right on. What, what kind of school is Woodbury University? I'm not familiar. Uh, it has a lot of different things, liberal arts, but we go for uh, film. Oh, it's a film school. Oh, okay. Um, here bringing my friend Tony to Hollywood Babylon to honor his 23rd birthday. Happy Tony! birthday, Tony! Hey! Tony, you want to get laid tonight? Meet Jamie. You want to spend your 23rd birthday in such a memorable way. Years from now, you can tell your grandchildren, on my 23rd birthday, I fucked a male stranger. And it was the greatest night of my life. He never took off that mask. <laughs> I don't know why Tony's Catherine Hepburn all of a sudden. <laughs> I remember my night with Jamie so well. Jamie, you old poop. <laughs> oh, fuck, kids. Some of you may be too young for <laughs> Some this. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. That is some vintage on Golden Pond humor right there. A <laughs> 1982-year-old Kev is like, bravo, sir. I can't believe you pulled old poop out of fucking... My mind was racing for a good Henry Fonda line. I was, I was working on suck face, but old poop, god damn it. Yeah. Can't go wrong with old poop, yeah. we always say here. It's true. Every 20-year-old in the audience, you know, all two of them are like, what happened? What was that? Can the Germans please wish Tony a happy birthday? And... 
some advice for getting him into the movie business as he graduates from film school in five months. Yeah. Well, we the this. Germans certainly can do that. Josh? There's Batman and Robin and Ralph Murphy and Potsy. There's Rudiger and Klaus. They're Germans, not Nazis. Yeah, yeah, Tony. Uh, happy birthday to you, Tony. Yeah, Tony, how old are you? Are you nine? <laughs> Really? You're reaching for that just to say nine, aren't I you? I said soft. <laughs> See, that going hard. He's 23. 23? 23 oh, years old. I remember that. And he's at film school. I remember ah, that as well. Another life wasted. <laughs> Do not listen to him, nine, Tony. Nine wasted. Follow your dreams. Yeah. My best advice to you, make clerks. <laughs> make it three times, in yeah. fact. Yes. <laughs> You don't get it right the first time, you get two more shots. <laughs> Unsen makes the last one really sad. Yeah. Yeah, make sure everyone's going to laugh and then they go to theaters and cry. <laughs> and say, ah, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Audiences love that. <laughs> Nothing better than a trick them. Trick the audience, Tony. Do that with your life. Speaking of trick, once again, Meet Jamie. I'll be the day, Tony. Are you both from Rhode Island? Are you both from Rhode Island? No, just me. Just you? Where'd you come out from? From the Bay Area. From the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So are they. Wow. What <laughs> is somebody over there? Boo. <laughs> God, everything's so tribal. <laughs> Nobody can like some without somebody being like, I don't. I don't approve. I Why are you booing, bullshit. sir? I just don't like things north of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the same line as me or lower. <laughs> things north of me. Uh, the Tapia family. The Tapia family. <laughs> Holy fuck. All Kids, right. we're not playing Family Feud. Calm yeah. down. You don't win. It's the Tapia family. <laughs> <laughs> and just a second ago, they were all like this. Yeah, you don't win anything. It's just, I'm just saying your names. You've won my attention. You drove two hours from where? To Hatchapi. Where's that? It's in the Florida swamps, I think. Isn't that where Pogo was? I think so, yes. Right next to Okie Finoki. Where is that, really? It's up near Bakersfield, I think, right? Is it really near Bakersfield? Bakersfield, I know, because of the Clint Eastwood monkey movies. And they, they all took place in Bakersfield? I believe they did. Or at least yeah. he drove to Bakersfield. That was the first yes. time I ever heard that expression in my life. And then when I came Josh to California... Josh loves those movies, by the way. The Josh, oh, the fucking go. monkey movies? Best yeah. movies on the planet. Yeah, yeah you're fucking kidding. Fucking insane. Absolute truth. I yeah. learned how to be a man watching those movies. <laughs> and how to be a monkey, oddly enough. Right turn, Clyde. Not a monkey, though. He's an orangutan. That's right. Monkeys have tails. Orangutans don't. He's an ape. He's an ape. He's a great ape. He does yeah. this shit. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like, it's so cute. They're all cute until they're like, <laughs> and they rip your face off. That's, they're not this as much as this. That's right. what I learned working with them. So if they punch you, you'd be like, fuck you. But if they pull you, that's it. They're yeah. like fucking Roadhouse. Like, Gah! And they just pull your, your throat, throat out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the fucking poster for Jake Gyllenhaal in the new Roadhouse? I have, yes. See how ripped he is and yes, shit? Yes, he's ridiculously in shape. Fuck, wouldn't you like to break that broke back mountain and shit? Just... 
what a man, what a man. It's crazy. Right. I was looking at that poster. I was like, this must be Photoshop. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, he got UFC fucking tight. Yeah, he did. I'm ready for that movie, aren't you? I know some people are like, it's a sacrilege to remake that. I'm like, it ain't going to change it the fact that the fine. other one exists. It looks fine. That's all we need. What do you need? Great? Come on, man. Fucking my whole career has been about, that's good enough. Yeah. That movie, that looks good enough, man. Yeah. Good enough to hold my attention and shit. Good enough to, and Conor McGregor's in it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Acting. Never mind Boo. He's <laughs> acting and shit. Barely. <laughs> Did you see the trailer? It's fucking adorable. He slap fights like five guys in the beginning. Yeah. And he keeps apologizing. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I slapped you. You okay? Yeah. You have insurance? Yeah. <laughs> He's adorable. You know, years ago when I was working on a Green Hornet movie, I met with him. We got the Tapia family awaiting over oh, here. Oh, hold on, kids. I know you drove two hours and shit. They fucking shot their loads when we said <laughs> their names. And now it's like this post-coital silence from you. It's like you just used them and tossed them out of bed. Can we give them some attention at some point in the evening? If you ever want me to shut up, you just have to go right turn, Clyde. And then... All right, back to this fucking family. Back to family. the Tapias, yes. Hortensia, Carlos, and Cassandra are here tonight. Excellent names. Give it up for the Tapias. Hortensia writes, we have been wonderful parents and, of course, always listen to you guys with, in the car with our children. Thank you. Our now 18-year-old daughter, Cassandra, has been, has been listening since she was five. Is that you? You're the 18-year-old? You're the 18-year-old. How the fuck did you get in here? Can you get in this place? Is this an 18, 18 place? Oh. Even though they got booze here and shit? She can't drink, but she can sit here. Right on. Get her a drink, would you? No. Her favorite part as a child was the Liam Neeson section because she always shouted back, how big is it? I could fucking see that. That would be fun for a child. You know, for every kid that ever enjoyed fucking Dora the Explorer where she's like, where is it? And you're like, it's fucking right there. Yeah. Swiper, no swiping. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking to have like two strangers being like, uh, how big is it? And the yeah. whole crowd? Like, I could see a kid be like, yeah, this is normal. You know what the it is in that segment, though, right? Yeah. You know what that, yeah, I'm just saying. But maybe this, maybe she never asked. Did you ever ask, what is it? No, she doesn't know. Still? <laughs> oh, kiddo. Well, she's going to find out tonight. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> we got a surprise for you. Yeah. It's a dick in a box. <laughs> that email was from Mama Tapia, and then Yay. Daddy Tapia also wrote in. Aww. Said this will be our daughter's first time popping her live Babylon cherry. It's your fucking daughter. <laughs> you... you <laughs> She's yours, right? I mean, it's not. This isn't some like resentment thing from like another guy or something. <laughs> Fucking hell! It gets worse. Believe me. Hold on. It gets worse. No judgment, man. Raise your kids. Your kid. Raise your kid any way no, you want. Oh, it's gonna get worse. Okay. It would be awesome if Kevin could give her a shout out as sexy Kevin. How how long have you been eighteen? Like, it's not today, is it? Since May? May? Oh, you're, you're an old, old woman now at this point. 
And if you guys maybe later get a picture with her, no, no, I'm not. I'm uncomfortable about all of this. <laughs> Why well, don't here run up here now? We'll take the picture. And I can't. You're far too young for me to do sexy Kev, but I can do zaddy Kev if you'd like. And by zaddy Kev, I mean uh, daddy Kev and daddy Kev. Ew, even that sounds right. Horrible. This is all bad. All of this is bad. Father Kev sounds worse. <laughs> Makes every altar Here boy want to run. Cassandra, everybody. Hey, give it up for Welcome. Cassandra! All right, jump in between us. Happy birthday, belated. Happy birthday. Yeah. You, uh, uh you... Yeah, get in, in the middle. middle between us. Should we stand up, perhaps? Yeah. Also... Why is this taking so long? No, we could do it here. I wanna... Kevin's the selfie king. I, I wouldn't say king, but I know how to make myself look thinner. Oh, okay, well, that's all that matters. Here, step up, get between us. Oh, we got, we got the projection in. <laughs> and rightly, here are the police. <laughs> There's no crime in taking a photo. That's that. Well met, It's not what TMZ's gonna say. Thank you, Cassandra. <laughs> we'll talk to you later during the cock segment of our show. <laughs> Dr. Josh Rouse with the fucking fast sound effect. Yeah. By the way, it's great to be back with Dr. Josh Rouse, too, on the sights and sounds. Band's back together again. All right. I'm deeply uncomfortable by all of that. I think it's sweet that the whole family came to... That sounds bad. Yep. I think no way around it. It's awesome. The whole family are here together. Yes. They've arrived together. Uh, Jason Komen. Are you here, Jason? Hi, Oh, they're Jason. trying to beat that family. You cannot beat the Tapias. There's so many. There's like 19 of them. They're real loud. Yeah. From Santa Clarita, California. Right on. Now, where's that? It's north of us. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't like this anything. I don't it. like anything yeah. north of me. Yeah. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> Coming with a group of friends to celebrate here tonight and forget the woes of our lives, except for fucking Jim. Yeah, fuck Jim, right? <laughs> fucking hate him. <laughs> fucking Jim. Do tell. Well, everyone here is battling some sort of health issue except for Jim, so fuck Jim, basically. Is that right? Break it down. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to Heather, who's about to start chemo for breast cancer. Go get him, Heather! Go kick some ass, Heather. Fuck cancer. To Jess, whose cancer may be back. This is. To Mitchell and fuck Brian. Fuck cancer. Go get him, Jess. To Mitchell and Brian, who are having all kinds of thyroid issues. Oh, fuck. And then there's God fucking... Get it, Mitchell and Brian. Fight that thyroid shit. And then there's fucking Jim, who's just all healthy and shit. Like Did, he's purposely doing it to, in their faces, you know? Do they call him fucking Jim as a, like a descriptive, like Silent Bob? Is no, he fucking I, Jim? No, I think he's just a dick. Called who, that because he's always fucking? He has the balls to be healthy while everyone else is uh, going through some shit. He'll get his. Fucking hate Jim. Hate him. Well, Jim, good for you. Keep fighting, Jim. Keep fucking, Jim. <laughs> As a uh, special shout-out, could Arnold Schwarzenegger sing Bootylicious by Destiny's Child? Well, we'll find out, I guess, if he can or not. I don't know. 
Uh, this is a new one. I haven't done, done this song. My first Ralph video of the year. Give it up, kids. Yeah. Dr. Jash, give me a little uh, music. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this. Because my body's too bootylicious for you, babe. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this. Because my body's too bootylicious for you, babe. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Can you handle this? I don't think you can handle this. That's enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, Dan Ruiz. Where's Dan? Dan's, of course, front center. Dan, give it up is. for Dan. He's always here. Thank you, He's Dan. He's more reliable than Ralph. He is. Uh, Dan has created his own ongoing segment where I sing They're Coming to Take Me Away. Aha, uh -huh, in yeah. various voices. Uh, coming to the show, sitting next to my buddies Jesse and Kathy. Where's Jesse and Kathy? They couldn't make it? Fucking Jim's off the hook because <laughs> Jesse and Kathy, right? Ugh. Uh, I'm going to be proudly wearing my Wrong Reasons t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's wearing uh, Josh Roush's movie, Wrong Now Reasons. available on home video starring Ralph Garman. Josh, where can they get it that'll benefit you most? Uh, probably Tubi at the moment would be my guess. It's on yeah. Tubi? Yeah, it's on Tubi. Dude. We made it. What's Tubi? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Freeview. Tubi oh. is, uh, you can watch movies there periodically. They hit you with a commercial. Huh. Just buy the Blu-ray on Amazon. It's actually probably... There you go. Yeah, That's where the, the real coin is. Physical, Physical media. media. Yeah. Dan writes, could you please have Gilbert Godfrey saying they're coming to take me away? Uh-huh. Ah, oh, poor Gilbert. We miss him. <laughs> Josh, when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha. -ha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. -ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in the clean white coats. They're coming to take me away, haha. -ha. That hurts. <laughs> I should have saved that for the end. That hurts. All right. We also get emails from all around the world. Josh? Ain't no drag. Garmin's got an email back. Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. Michael Chase from Dryden, New York writes in, Longtime listener, and luckily you guys get to put on a show on my birthday, January 27th. We are lucky, Michael. Thank you. We did it for you, Mike. Yeah, it's all for you, Michael. All for you, Damien. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm stuck in upstate New York, so I can't make the show. Plus, I, own, I work on a daycare teacher's salary, so there's no way I could make it to Burbank that night. However, could Mr. David Bowie sing me a birthday song so I can feel like I'm there? I think so. Tell Kevin, can't wait for Silent, Jay and Silent Bob 3. 
You're going to make another one of those, aren't you? I'm writing it right now, man. Um, oh, my God. Why, thank you. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's not like, you know, the first two are like, well, the first two. Is this one sad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who dies in this Bob one, Bob dies Kevin? in the third act. <laughs> no, uh, this is just straight up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this shit down. That's not bad. Um, it is, uh, unlike uh, the other Jane Bob movies, it's not like two was a carbon copy of one. The joke was it's a reboot and they just do the same thing. Right. But uh, this is not like they go to Hollywood one more time. We are going to make that movie. I thought that would be the next Jane Bob movie and we're going to make it in 10 years when Jay's daughter, Logan, who is eight, is 18. Because then she would play Harley's daughter in the movie. Harley, my daughter, in Reboot, played Jay's daughter. Oh, right, right. So Logan, when we make that movie, Logan, would play J Logan who is Jay's daughter, would play Jay's granddaughter. Right. Because we just want to send our kids to therapy. Yeah. So uh, I'm just wondering, what if she doesn't want to be in a movie? That's what Jordan, who is, is, that a, is Jay's that wife, she keeps saying. There's no like, choice. She's like, you know, Kevin, she may not want to do this. I was like, that, look, she's definitely your daughter. But she's definitely his daughter, too. Oh, really? And fucking if I know anything about him, that guy's just like, look at me. And right. so she's, you know, she's already a ballerina. I went to see her do, uh, what's the Christmas show? Oh, Nutcracker. Nutcracker. And she had like a little solo fucking moment where she like threw her leg up and spun around and shit. And she's just, she, you, trust me, when it comes time, you, boy, she's going to be like, snooch to the motherfucking nooch. <laughs> <laughs> just like her old man. But... Rather than uh, wait till then, I was working on this thing and I was like, this is fucking funny. I have an idea that I like. And I just kept going with it. And uh, it's become this thing that, like, literally, it, could, it didn't have to be Jay and Bob. You could just make it any two people. Right. But Jay and Bob makes it even funnier. And I'm a big, obviously, he's my friend, yes, but I'm a big Jason Muse fan. I think he's an American fucking genius. And so, like, I, I love to watch him fucking act. And I love to give him shit to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm writing it right now. And this is, this year, is the 30th anniversary of, of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully by the end of the year we're shooting, or mid-year we'll be shooting. Is there, uh, is there things in it for, for other people in the movie oh, also? Yeah. And there, uh, oh, you Just wondering sure. if there are other, uh, other people maybe who also, Let, maybe you like to watch them perform. And maybe there's a thing, maybe there's something in... <laughs> Shut up, Josh! It is, uh, you, you Forget had... Forget fucking Jim, fucking Josh, right? You had no idea that you were just auditioning for the Jay and Bob movie when you were like, oh, <laughs> that's the role you're going to play. Mr. Cum. He's a bad guy. That they I, fight. I bet he is. Fucking every time he's about to do something, he's like, listen here, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh. He comes himself and he's distracted. He comes himself? Is that what you just said? His name is Mr. Cum. <laughs> All dude. right, fair enough. Remember Meanwhile, the, from the guy who brought you Cockknocker. Gotcha. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to Michael Chase from yes. Pride in New York. David Bowie singing Happy Birthday to Michael. Happy to do that. John? Happy birthday to you, Michael. Happy birthday to you, Michael. You live in Dryden, New York. No one knows where that town is Happy birthday to you, Michael We're so happy it's your birthday 
Happy birthday to you, Michael. Some, ah, come on. Don't touch your hair, all right? Happy birthday, Michael Chase from Dryden, New York. My camera, I dropped my camera, it's still running. It's like one of those true crime podcasts. They're like, there was a ruckus, and then we saw a fucking shadow of a man. Blair Witch Project. <laughs> uh, we get emails from folks who travel around the world, and they find towns with fucked up names, and we got lazy with this one, so it's called Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. So it comes from Bob Gordon in San Diego, California. My husband and I were traveling through Central California. Oh, you must hate Central California. It's, uh, it's north of us. Wait, what are... Oh, we're Southern we're California. We're Southern California. Fair enough. It was never the pot. Just saying. But isn't... I mean, even though we're... Let's talk it out, Kev. Even though we're Southern California... Right. To someone else, we're Northern California. If To the people at the bottom of Southern California... in San Diego... They see us as Northern California. No, they don't. We're all still Southern California. <laughs> On AM radio route. <laughs> Bob Gordon in San Diego writes, My husband and I were traveling through Central California. We found a place that we thought we'd spend at least an entire afternoon enjoying. We were majorly disappointed to find out it's nothing but a, fuck, a bunch of fucking nature. They found, a, uh, they found a park they thought was meant for them, but apparently... It's got a fucked up name. Yeah. <laughs> so promising. Yes. The glory hole recreation area. <laughs> Isn't any glory hole a recreational area, yeah. though, when you think about it? Okay. What else is a glory hole? And oh. so many things are also glory holes. That's right. Uh, we got folks who send us stuff in all the time that is meant for kids. Kids are supposed to enjoy these things, but they're just inappropriate toys. <laughs> Shane Carlson in Azusa, California, writes in, saw this in my neighborhood convenience store, having a hard time anyone would want to eat this. He sent in a picture of some candy that's meant for kids. It's a toilet that you stick a plunger in and then you suck what's on the plunger off of it. I mean, yes. 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 Don't try to defend this at all. I know it irritates you, but like kids, like... To a kid, that would if be like, you're a kid, yeah, and you want to stick a plunger in a toilet, yes. and then eat whatever comes off of the plunger, yes. you need a special school. <laughs> you need some intervention. <laughs> Even Cassandra, with her horrible upbringing, I bet she never wanted to eat what was on a plunger. No Tapia has ever licked a plunger. <laughs> no, I'll they tell have you that not. Much. Put that on the family crest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> No Tapia has ever licked a plunger. <laughs> licked a plunger. Jim McCusker sent this one, and this is for the geeks and superhero fans in the audience. Can we see this one? Good old Wonder Woman, yes. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Let me it's tell like you something. 11-year-old me would have fucked the shit out of that. It's a, put that back up. Yeah. And she's like smelling her fingers afterwards. <laughs> Wonder Woman as portrayed by Sharon Stone, right yeah. there. 
Oh my God, I'm wow. getting a hard on now. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 It's not like dirty, but it's... Yeah, it is. It's very dirty. I mean, it's how it has to work in order for the pieces to go like Right, that. it's one of those uh, yeah. pieces of art that has joints that you can position it. But God in order hinges. to get her into the bag, you got to make her show her coochie. Her wonder coochie. And her legs are moving in a way that uh, no hip can. I know that because I know a lot about <laughs> You've the You've dealt hip with now. that, yeah, yeah. This is the one I used to have sex with. This is the one I... Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! No! When I was a kid, that was the one that really got no. me going. Yeah. Now we know why he wears his <laughs> panties on the outside. Oh, look yeah, at that. That was a good one. I never wanted to see the bat taint, ever. <laughs> Good stuff. Right <laughs> the <there>. battering. <laughs> well done. Battering. I got it. Battering. Yeah. And uh, sticking with comics, uh, Ray Polakowski sent this email in. He said, "You know, kids are always. Uh, people are always talking about how comics aren't for kids anymore." Yeah. We well, sent in this cover from an Archie comic from 1968 that was supposed to be for kids, apparently. It's Archie rescuing Betty. Archie, did you have any trouble rescuing me? I sure did, Betty. I had to beat off three other guys. <laughs> I'm not judging, but... <laughs> I believe I saw that episode on the CW's Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, I think... It's a, it's a whole different Archie. Poor one out for the CW. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, all the heroes are gone. Sorry, I brought everybody down. Yeah, I know. I feel like that was too real. Yeah. You and I were both on the CW. Weren't you on uh, um, Charmed? Charmed. I was on Charmed. And I was on uh, an episode of The Flash. And you directed a shit ton of stuff on the CW. I wasn't going to mention that, but yeah. yeah. Supergirl uh, and Flash. We were both in it, on the network. A network that exists, but doesn't exist like that anymore. Not really, no. He's That's wearing a Flash right. shirt right flash there. Shirt right there. That's an excellent shirt. King Shark. King Shark. Speaking of things that are dead, our next segment, we talk about folks in show business who have passed away, but have left behind careers and, and bodies of work we'll enjoy for many years to come. They're the Tinseltown Stiffs. And now, another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. Who died? Mary Weiss, lead singer of the Shangri-Las, the girl group from the 1960s, passed away at the age of 75. So is uh, uh, you're right. Leader of the leader of the pack. Leader of the pack. Yeah. Uh, what else? What, what Their else first is... hit was "Remember, Remember, Walking in the Sand." Remember, walking hand in hand. You're not running. Well, no, that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One person kind yes. of half committed to an applause. <laughs> but their biggest hit, of course. Leader of the pack. Is she really going out with him? Well, there she is. Let's ask her. Betty, is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing? Mm-hmm. Gee, it must be great riding with him. Is he picking you up after school today? Mm-mm. By the way, where'd you meet him? That's Mary there singing lead. The two girls with her are twins Marge and Marianne Ganser. 
All those girls out of Queens, New York, they were like the bad, tough girls of the girl groups. Could you? Could that happen again today? A concept that simple? No, never. I Just love how they're kind of like New Yorky too. So where'd you meet him? Yeah. Is that his ring you're wearing? It's funny because it begins with a performance, like people doing dialogue. Yeah. They're, they're not singing. They're literally talking. They're having a conversation. But it's the flattest performance of all time. <laughs> like it's like it sounds like pornography at the top of the song. Like you you expect Is a that pizza Jimmy's guy cock come, ring you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? We fucked. And then all of a sudden you hear. The ghost of Fisto comes. <laughs> uh, that can't happen. You don't think uh, three three girls could like create a song that that simple that captures imagination? Nope. And stand there laconically <laughs> singing it and shit. No enthusiasm. That, just like time, later it's a time the gone path. by. Sadly, they were just teenagers when they did that song. Fifteen and sixteen years old. Those girls. How old was she when she passed away? She was seventy-five. Seems young, right? Well, she got started, well, like I said, in, when she was 15 years old in the 60s when they had their first hit. Could you imagine at age 15, like, you're, you're, people are like, I fucking love your song, you're famous, everyone's going to sing this fucking song. Nobody said, like, in 60 years, it's all over, so enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Keeping it real, man. Just, it's all fun and games, but remember. You are smoking again, aren't you? No, You're smoking again. No, clock, just reminding clock, you yeah. the clock is ticking. That's Jesus all. Christ. <laughs> well, shit, I think about it. It's it mathematical too real, thing. apparently. It was a mathematical thing. If she got famous at 15, she died at 75. I knew she had 60 years of that life. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> But if someone had said that to a 15-year-old girl who's singing a song, someone should have called the authorities. <laughs> In 60 years, it'll all be over. <laughs> the next song would have been way fucking different after that. You'll be the leader of the grave. <laughs> the band was done at 68, by the way. So 64 to 68 was all those girls ever had in terms of show business success. Did they ever do, like, reunion tours? And they would travel around and, and sing occasionally, apparently. Uh, well, she, uh, a big bucket of win. Yes. Win! W-I-N. Every once in a while on Twitter, I see somebody, be, like, will tweet, big bucket of wind. wind. Yeah. It's like, that would not be a compliment. No. Big bucket of fucking wind. Unless you're on AM radio. And then yeah. it comes in handy. I feel like I got punched in the face. Not at all. Uh, speaking of music, Melanie Safka has passed away at the age of 76. She's better known by her uh, musical name, Melanie. She only went by the one name. One of the few female performers at Woodstock in 1969. That was her breakthrough. She had a 70s hit called Candles in the Rain, but her biggest hit was in 1971 when she started her own record label and released her own song on that, Brand New Key. Here's Melanie. Oh, it's the Boogie Nights song.
I was in Boogie Nights. Josh doesn't like that song, apparently. <laughs> Turn that one down. Um, did she have anything else? Any other songs besides that? Um, you mentioned the one that I've never... The, the you might know it if, you, if, I, if I played it for you. I can't sing it, but... Uh, laid it all right. Candles in the rain? No? Oh. Um, she also, yeah, she did the Look what they've done to my song, ma. Look what they've done to my song. You know that one? No. Yeah, that was another hit of hers. Uh, but I do know the other song. That was a badass song. Yeah. And how old was she? She was 76. How old was she when? If only <laughs> someone had come to her <laughs> in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> Said 52 years, it's all going to be fucking over. <laughs> you saw me trying to thread the needle. Roller skating to the grave. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Watching too much 2020, I guess. <laughs> Norman Jewison, what a hell of a director and producer. Oh, what a he career was. he had. Died at the age of 97 this week. That's wow. a pretty good run. This guy had no particular style of film that he directed. He could do it all. You look at his body of work. He was great. Agnes of God and Justice for All. I'm out of order. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Nice. Um, best friends, Cincinnati Kid, Fist. It's not a porn, that's a Sylvester Stallone film. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof, Jesus Christ Superstar. He directed musicals. In the Heat of the Night. Yeah. They called me Mr. Tibbs. Mr. Tibbs, yeah. Uh, the Hurricane with um, Denzel. Denzel. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. He got Sharon Oscar directing. Rollerball. The Russians are coming. The Russians are Soldier coming. Soldier Story. Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen. Legendary career. Canadian, Canadian man, if I remember. Thrill correctly. of it all with uh, James Garner and Doris Day. I mean, talk about every That's different kind of film you can imagine. Incredible career. 97 when, years old. When directors were directors and not fucking... Auteurs. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Fucking 90s indie film kids ruined right. everything. Ruined show business for us. Yeah, he's a legend. He'll be missed. What a, what a wonderful career. Big, huge bucket of win. And lastly, Frank Farian has passed away. Music producer at the age of 82. Best known in the 1980s when he found two young men and he was so entranced by their looks, he signed them to a record contract until he found out they couldn't sing. And so uh -huh. he released their music with them singing and dancing. So we thought. Man behind Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's true. Uh. Oh, oh, oh. I love you. Yes, you know it's true. Uh. Oh, oh, oh. I love you. We need think, some choreography for this show. Uh, we were halfway there. I think I'm wearing the jacket one of them was wearing. <laughs> you, you Big do old look shoulder very, pads and shit. You ooh, do look, ooh, ooh. You do look very Millie. Love you. Yes. Um, you got to admit, they had a great look. Like, it was a good idea. Like, oh, I can sell this and shit. Yeah, he's like, ah, you look so beautiful. I want to make you into videos for music. And then he heard them singing. Like, Ach, du lieber. <laughs> And they hired like five people to sing for them. You think that would ever be a big deal again? No. If we found out some artist that it was big in videos or something was lip syncing to another singer? I hate to break to anyone that thinks the Gorillas are a cartoon band. Well, I know, but... <laughs> like, what? Yeah. 
From time to time, we take a look at things in movies and television shows that are just uh, mistakes, bloopers, gaffes, mistakes. Call them what you will. We call them shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. This one comes from Peter Tassler. He writes that uh, he was... What the hell? No, 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 it's an 18 year old here. Stop it. Wow, so ashamed. He sent this in. It's from the fourth season of The Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, love this show. This was our Marvel back in the 70s. God, this was everything to me when I was a kid. Yeah, man. You talk to any 70s kid, and, and, and let's be honest, mostly 70s boys. And you talk about like fucking six million dollar man versus Bigfoot. Oh my god! Oh, that was so our good. end game. That it was, really was. It really was. Uh, this is from the fourth season. It's the special Christmas episode of the Six Million Dollar Man. He it's, fights Santa Claus. No, no. <laughs> You've been a real good boy, Lee. Lee Majors. Um, no, he finds an old man who doesn't appreciate the meaning of Christmas, and he's mean to his employees. Oh, so he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That'll teach him the meaning of Christmas. Insane. Instead of being visited by three ghosts, he's visited by a man. Three fists from fucking Steve Austin. No. Left, right, uppercut. He's, he's, he's met by the bionic man of kindness who oh. teaches him how to give and share the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. So in this scene... Colonel Steve Austin is at the toy store and he's buying some Christmas presents for one of the uh, employees of this old man who doesn't appreciate Christmas. See if you can spot the shit that should not be. Good afternoon, sir. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Could you wrap these for me? Sure. Uh... No, the shit that should not be is not that awful mustache that Lee Majors is wearing. Let's put that picture up. If you look over his right shoulder yeah. on the shelf at the toy store is a $6 million man yeah. action figure. I saw that. Shouldn't be there. No, it should not no. be there. In their continuity, he was a secret agent. He worked for OSI. Exactly. Nobody knew his identity. No, so it's they not certainly like wouldn't in Marvel have had where they could have figures. Marvel figures no. and shit. Yeah. Huge, huge but glaring error. But what, they, what we would nowadays call an Easter egg. I suppose. You know, like when they were shooting, somebody was like, put his doll in there. Yeah. And you know Lee Major's like, yeah, yeah, this is fucking good. Take it from a guy with a cool mustache. Oscar, I think we got problems. It's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. We also like to take a look at acting from around Bless the you. world. Um, not all acting that's bad is bad. Sometimes it goes all the way around. It becomes exquisite acting. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. Um, Usually we feature English-speaking acting performances in this segment, but I thought we would stretch... Because America first! That's right! <laughs> Just because we don't speak other languages, that's, that's right. right. Ignorance I, first! But I thought I would expand it a little bit tonight. Uh, Seth Kano sent in this clip. This is from an Indian soap opera 
called Sasural Simarka. <gasps> That's my story. Is that your favorite? Mm, I never miss it. Everyone in this scene is performing some, some of those amazing, exquisite acting you'll ever see. And you don't have to be able to speak Indian. What do they speak in India? Hindi? You don't have to speak Hindi to appreciate the performances in this clip from Sasural Simarka. I was like, I hope they saved that girl. Because they all stood there when she fell into peril and just reacted for like 10 minutes and shit. How I mean, do you, how do you say let go of the drapery in Hindi? <laughs> oh, that was fucking phenomenal. That was pretty spectacular. Let me tell you something. That's more gripping than anything I've ever put on film. <laughs> that is the height of drama right there. I was like, will she make it? Until oh. Silent Bob hangs himself on some drapery <laughs> in the next totally. film. I'm That's stealing that. Yeah. Fuck. We also take a look at all the entertainment news of the week. It's the HBO headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. And give me head. <laughs> After an exhaustive search of going through many different trials of new hosts for The Daily Show, they're bringing back Jon Stewart. <laughs> I, like I could it. have told him that a year ago. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, he's coming back just one day a week, from what I understand, right? Yeah, just he's yeah, doing just on Mondays, Mondays, and then they rotate those throughout the week. But uh, it'd be great to have him in the chair. Yeah, he's also Particularly returning. this year looks like it's going to be a wild fucking political Well, they year. said they want to keep him through the election cycle, for that sure. That makes absolute so. sense. And he's freed up, of course, because his show on Apple TV Plus has since been canceled. So what he's happened got some there? time. He had a run-in with the powers that be at Apple, apparently. Is that right? They didn't care for some of the stories he was doing, and uh, he pushed back and said, I want to do the stuff I want to talk about. Which... He revealed that he wasn't a Mac. He was, in fact, a PC. Yeah. <laughs> 
Speaking of Netflix, which is a great streaming service, and we all enjoy their work. Yeah, very man. Much. If you got Netflix, uh, watch Masters of the Universe Revolution, starring Ralph Garman. Yes, as Doctor Cum. Who do I play? Doctor Cum, <laughs> He Man's greatest enemy, not Skeletor. Doctor Cum. I'll steal your cum, He Man. Shit writes itself. That's why they put me in charge over there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no writing necessary. <laughs> Hold on, I just got a call. <laughs> okay. What? I'm off season three? Thank <laughs> you. Right. Fuck. Uh, Netflix reassured its subscribers this week that despite the strike delays, Squid Game season two will premiere this year, so don't worry about the it. Real, the real Squid the Game, real not squid the game, game show. Not the reality show. So they're going again. Of course they're going again. Why wouldn't they? Yes. Um, Squid Game was fantastic. I loved that first yeah. season. I wonder, though, if they can... Capture the magic again? That's my thought. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think they'll be inventive enough, absolutely. There'll definitely be the familiarity that makes you go, this is Squid Game, but I bet you they're going to be able to turn it on its head. But the premise was, of course, the games, but also the mystery behind mm -hmm. who was putting those games together. And ultimately, that mystery wasn't like, oh, you know, it was fucking John Hamm. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, it, oh, that'd be awesome if yeah, it was John Hamm. That's what I was really hoping for. He pulls for. off that mask, and then he's like, You're like, is that the guy from Mad Men? <laughs> yes. Um, but so, you know, you can keep going, or maybe this time it's a different organization. I mean, they kind of set it up at the end of the first season where the, the guy who's our hero says, yeah, I want to come back and do it all over again. But right. it just seems like, I don't know if you can do a phenomenon like that, if you can recapture it again. I guess we'll um, I think you've asked the question that uh, every filmmaker asks when they've made something that is really punched through to the mainstream. Yours truly has never done that, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But... <laughs> It seems like the answer, whenever whatever filmmaker faces that moment, the answer is always like, um, how much? <laughs> yeah, I guess that is the ultimate question, isn't it? I mean, think about it this way. I know like, not everyone appreciates sequels and stuff, but you do a thing that everyone connects with, right? Right. It's like you've, you've uh, gone through the effort of doing it, and one could make the argument that you've uh, become not an expert at it, but you're learned. You you've kind of mastered that one way to do it. You obviously got something going for you. W wouldn't you then? Isn't it useful to put the same skills to use more than once, right? Rather than we did that, we'll never do it again. And the next thing I do requires a different set of skills. Once you learn how to do a thing, shouldn't you? Is it bad to do it again? Like I, the, I only. It only occurred to me when I was speaking, and I got a name drop right here, so everyone back up. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my God. Yes, thank you. Let me thank pick you. that up for you. Quentin Tarantino was, uh, I was talking to him about um, Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2, and I was just blowing it up, going like, oh, my God, I fucking love it so much. And I said, I just watched him back to back again. And it was on the set of Catch and Release, and so I had time in my trailer to watch movies and stuff. So I, I was like, after I was done watching, I was like, fuck, man, this is so good. I wish I could talk to the filmmaker. I was like, I can. And so I fucking reached out to him. And I was talking about how much I loved it. And he said this, always found this interesting. He goes, um, I want to, I, I was talking about making like, you know, Kung Fu movie. Right. And he goes, I want to do it one more time. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would you bother? Like, you, you mastered it. These two are fucking fantastic. And he goes, just when I learned how to make the movie properly, we were finished. It was over. He's going, and now I have, like, I know how to do it. And mm. I've got the time and the effort put in and the skills. And he's like, it would feel a waste to not put those skills to use at least one more time. And that's how I got to Clerks 3 and Jay and Silent Bob 3. <laughs> <laughs> and why Quentin is doing the live action Hong Kong Fui, which is coming out soon. 
I'm kidding. That was a joke, obviously. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have to admit, though, <laughs> for one second, we all thought, what a brilliant combination of cartoon and real-life director. The oh, my God. He the live-action dog who fights with kung fu. That's and he cursed the whole time yeah. and shit. That's awesome. Number one super fucking guy. Yeah. Like a new intro and everything. <laughs> Speaking of doing the same thing all over again, Universal has announced yet another Jurassic Park film. Listen to that enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> Talking about overstaying your welcome. Well, I guess the idea is kids love dinosaurs. But I'm yeah. like, you know, the kids that love dinosaurs, they all grew up and they're adults now. <laughs> yes. And, and you know what kids like now? TikTok. <laughs> kids like OnlyFans. <laughs> They're bringing David Cope back. He's the original writer of the first two films. David Kep. Is it Kep? Yeah, I thought it was Cope. Um, he is um, He is bringing... Those letters are generally <laughs> flipped. It's K-O-E-P. That's why you're looking at Cope. Gotcha. You know, the way you're looking at it, it's it a is typo. Cope. Yeah, it's a typo. Uh, um, yeah, they're bringing him back. Oh, my to... God. And then they misspell his name here with two, like, two Ps. Where'd you pull this from, AI? I don't, I don't know where I got this from, but uh, the important part is they're bringing back a series that is dead. That's yeah. all that matters. They, they won't stop with this Jurassic No, part. no, they won't. They stopped once, and then they tried it again. It made over a billion bucks, and they're like, fucking, they're back, and they're never going away. They promised this to launch... This time, they've got lightsabers. <laughs> it's a new Jurassic era where uh, no one connected to the other films, the Jurassic World series or the Jurassic Park series, will be back for these. So, so none new. of the original ca legacy cast, and then no, none it's of... It's a brand new start. No Chris Pratt, either. It's going to be just uh, Lady Gaga and... <laughs> and Drake. <laughs> you should be in charge of a studio, <laughs> I man. should. That movie make a lot Green of money. Green like that. Because you uh, know what else kids love? Drake and Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's true, they do. The George Carlin estate is suing the makers of that AI comedy special that was awful. Yeah, I... And I'm glad. This I'm glad. seemed like, like a no-brainer. They never AI thing. And they never asked. No, no. Like, when they announced it, I thought, like, oh, maybe this is some sort of experimental thing involving the estate. But I have no problem with Kelly. an estate that wants to make a deal for right. some company. They want to reproduce. The, the Whitney Houston's estate did that when she was a, uh, th you know, fucking 3D hologram. Right. And that went very well. <laughs> It didn't. Um, but they were in on it, her estate. Yes. George Carlin's estate. I saw a tweet from Kelly Carlin, and she was like, I, I didn't ask for this. Nobody asked me to do this. No. And if you really want to you know, interact with my father's work, there are a number it's out there. of specials that he did. Yeah, and apparently that's what they're suing about, is this AI claims they took all of George Carlin's original work and stuck it into a program to get this weak reproduction of what they put out is this comedy special was called George Carlin I'm glad I'm dead and um, it was awful but the legal point is you took copyrighted material and you stole it and you put it into a program and that's against the law plus you appropriated his likeness because they're doing an impression of him as well yeah that's all of this seemed like an ill-begotten idea and now it looks like it's proceeding to court because of it. But this is going to be a landmark case because this will set up precedent for other people who get their material or their trademark or their images stolen by people who want to use them with AI. Um, and that's like, they, they're kind of approximating because just like with uh, 
who is it? Like uh, 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 James Earl Jones. Right. Uh, the voice of James Earl Jones, everything he ever said as Darth Vader has been put into like AI, and now they can make Darth Vader say anything they want. Right. Like, <sighs> I poopied. Shit like that. Yeah. Nobody can say shit. Oh, I can't wait for that one. But, um, <laughs> don't go in there. <laughs> Someone light a match. <laughs> But he sold his uh, voice and rights. Right, he, he made was a deal. involved. But this is just like, oh, I like Carlin. Let's do this, and uh, that's yeah. yeah. Unless you got the permission of the family, which they were never going to give. Billy Joel has announced he is going to release new pop music for the first time in basically three decades. He's got a new song wow. coming out. Billy Joel's so fucking successful that he hasn't had a new song in 17 years, and it doesn't matter. He's richer than ever now, he just based on his catalog. His catalog, he could just sing, and he's had this record-breaking run at Madison Square Garden. Yep. For the last two, five years, couple years like at yeah, least. He's, he's coming up to his 150th show. I and think, that's going to be the end. I think he's yeah. wrapping it up. How uh, old is he? He is uh, 74. 74 years wow. old. Jen and I went to see him at SoFi here in, California, in Southern California, and it was an amazing show. He's still a great performer. It was terrific. Did but he's everyone? never released it. He, he did a final album, and the last song on that album was called Famous Last Words, and he said, that's it for pop music. I'm not writing anything new, but I will keep playing my hits. And for some reason, he's coming out of retirement and releasing a new song on the 1st of February, and then he's going to be performing it on the Grammys. So. Nobody's heard it yet? No, but there is a teaser. Can we show you a little teaser, Josh? It's the greatest song I've ever heard. Well, it looks like he learned to play the piano for us. Yes, it. Cool? he's finally got some talent. Um, I look forward to hearing that. He's an old school favorite, man. I mean, even though he's, uh, what is he? He's Long Island, right? Long Island, yeah. yeah. He was still very, Jersey claimed him as one of their own. Philly did too. When yeah. I was growing up, he was a huge influence. Do you know somebody told me recently that Philly claimed Springsteen as well? We were one of the big markets that he first broke in, yes. Oh, sorry, Jersey. I'm with that guy over there. I don't like anything fucking south of me. He he blew up in Philadelphia. It was one of the major radio markets that I, first started I, I playing his stuff. I didn't realize that. Like oh, yeah. that. That was one of the markets that broke There's through. There's a famous story about the 70s where one of our local DJs who broke a lot of these guys was having a late night diner bull session with Springsteen Billy Joel and Barry Manilow. The four of them were sitting at the same table because they were the all... three Bs? The three Bs. Bruce, Barry, Billy. Billy. Yes, yes. Took you a second. <laughs> it did. They're all sitting there after they had all performed locally in Philadelphia, and this DJ gathered them together because they were both all sort of baby artists who were just trying to break through, and they put a bet on who was going to be famous, who was going to break out and make it, and everybody universally voted for Barry Manilow. But they all did. But they all did. What yeah. are the odds, right? That is crazy. Yeah. My mom loved Barry Manilow. Well, sure. Still does. My mom's still around. She still loves Barry Manilow. She got uh, like a, an Alexa, like one of those Alexa things. But this is as a, like a bass and a screen, and it moves when you talk. So Holy shit. It looks like Wally. <laughs> so if, if my mom is like, Alexa, this fucking thing comes to life and turns to face her. 
So, you know, she'll be like, yes, Alexa. Grace. Very much so. So, like, I'll be like, she, you know, uh, she'll be like, Alexa, play Barry Manilow. And then Alexa, like, looks at her and says, here's the best of Barry Manilow. And Barry Manilow starts playing. And then you'll be sitting there, you know, suddenly Barry Manilow is this subject of fucking, she'll be like, remember how we listened to Barry? So, yeah, Ma, we grew up listening to Barry Manilow. I said, I wonder how old he is. And my mama goes, hold on, Alexa. <laughs> and the fucking screen turns back to her. How old is Barry Manilow? Barry Manilow is uh, 1100. <laughs> And my mom invariably is just like, oh, but he looks good for his age. I was like, Ma, you might have missed the boat with old Barry Manilow. I yeah, I don't know if he'd yeah. be interested at this yeah. stage. Barry yeah. has very specific taste. Yes, he does. She's like, oh, Tiger, I know. Barry Manilow looks like my aunt now. <laughs> I had an elderly aunt who looks just like Barry Manilow does now. Can she sing like him? No, sadly. Yeah. That's why we have no money in my family. Do you have uh, are you a Barry, I mean, I'm not going to say, are you a Barry Manilow fan? But like, we grew up and he was popular, so you're yes. part of the popular music scene. I, um, Do you have was, a favorite Barry Manilow? There were a few songs of his that I enjoyed, but overall I was not, uh, not a fan. Uh, Copacabana? No, it was one of the ones what? I didn't like. What? It's a fucking banger, man. Yeah, Her name was Lola. I'm familiar she with the song. She was a showgirl. I'm familiar with the song. She used yes. to lick her nipple here. No, that's not the rubber down there. Nope. That's you don't like remember that? It was a sexy no. song. No. You know, the few songs of his I liked yes. were Ready to Take a Chance Again. Oh, from, from, uh, from Foul, Foul Play. Play. I like that Ready song. Ready to Take the Chance Again. Once again, I'm familiar with how the song Ready. goes. <laughs> what else you got? Um... This weekend in New Kev England. Kev weekend right weekend, here. weekend in New England was a big song for me when I was growing up. I don't know that song. Time in the city takes me away. You don't know that one? Keep going. <laughs> Is that when will our eyes meet? When will I touch you? When will I strong he knows the words? And, and when, when will I hold you again? You and I could totally fuck 78-year-old women. Oh, totally, yes. Especially we their sing name was just Mandy. like Barry. Mandy. Mandy. Oh, my God. Mandy. <laughs> oh, Mandy. You came and I came and I took off. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if those are the lyrics. You came and I came and you cleaned up. <laughs> oh, come on. Because I had to get going, oh, Mandy. Did you come? I didn't check. I got to go. Bye. All right. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of musicians I'm not a fan of, Justin Bieber's in the news. <laughs> Justin Bieber. wonder if Cassandra sang along with that one as a child, too. <laughs> Did she just put her thumb up? Yeah. I can see a kid wanting to sing along. No! The whole, when you hear the whole audience do it, the kid doesn't even have to understand to be like, yeah, you're an ideal kind. Uh, Justin Bieber is in the news rarely these days because he doesn't do anything anymore, but... He let uh, a film that's at the Sundance Film Festival use one of his famous songs in their soundtrack. One Less Lonely Girl shows up in an indie film called My Old Ass, which debuted <laughs> past Saturday at the Sundance Film Festival. Um, 
And he also, title. He also was, uh, that, that's an interesting concept. My old ass is about a teenager who takes mushrooms and then runs into her older self, and the older self tries to keep her from making the mistakes she made when she was a teenager. That's cool. Um, the reason he's in the news, however, because he was at dinner this weekend in Santa Monica, and he went by himself, and everyone's saying his marriage may be in trouble because he wasn't without his wife. Just because he went to dinner by himself? That, and because he was wearing this outfit, I think a lot of people were talking to. <laughs> which may explain why he was by himself, when I think about it. That, that looks like 70s crocheting. It does, yes. And he's just as happy as he always is. He's just living his best life, isn't he? I mean, do you think he ever wishes that none of the fame stuff happened? Do you think, like, when it happened, somebody was like, in 50 years? <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't think that's <laughs> happened. Let's take a look at some of the geek news, Josh. Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin. Speaking of the CW, yeah. the network that the Arrowverse built, yeah. em Emily Bett Rickards and Stephen Amell are co-starring in a new project. Uh, he played, of course, Arrow. She played Felicity. Felicity Smoke, yeah. They're back together again as Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok. In what? In a film called Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok. <laughs> They didn't really bury the lead, did No, they? they didn't, no. Apparently they were, I guess, I don't know if this is historically accurate, but they had a, a romantic relationship. And when Wild Bill Hickok is killed, apparently Calamity Jane goes on a vengeful uh, quest for justice. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty good. Uh, the film will be available on Tubi, which, once again, I don't know what that is. It's the fucking home of, 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 of fucking... Of wrong reasons? There you go. <laughs> there fucking you go. Well yes. played. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this I believe that's their slogan now. <laughs> the, home of, the home of wrong reasons. Watch it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> this is fascinating to me. At the Sundance Film Festival, the new documentary Devo debuted about the band Devo. I would totally watch the fuck out of that. Apparently it's great. Really? And while doing press for it, um, Mark Mothersbaugh? Yeah, yeah was talking about a very special concert event that he and Devo were playing when Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg were in the audience and came up to him after the show, and they had a very interesting conversation. He tells it better than I, so here's the clip. And they walk up to me and they say, hey, we want to talk to you about something. And we have a film we're working on, and we wanted to talk to you about working on it with us. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And I just remember for like two weeks I kept thinking, they're gonna hire me to score their film. And so I went into this meeting and they said, well, we loved you on stage. We love the way your band looks and we love the way you guys are doing. We want you to be a, sort of a crazy mad scientist in this film we're doing. And I go, well, what do you mean? And they go, well, there's, an act, there's, a, there's a part in the film of a, of a guy who who's, you know, runs around in a lab coat and he has a, a, a car that he turns into, it goes through time and everything. We want you to play that part. And I go, I, I don't want to act in a movie. <laughs> and they go, well, you, you act on stage, you do great. And I go, well, we make that stuff up ourselves. I mean, I, I don't do what other people, you know, I, I've never had people ask me to, I don't want to do that. And I just remember leaving Amlet and going, they didn't ask me to score the film. I cannot believe it. I thought that's what was going to happen here. So you could have been Doc Brown in a movie that has made untold millions of dollars 
Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a very different film with Mark Mothersbaugh. Wow, as that's Doc crazy, Brown. man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It could have been, right? Um, that's I'd never heard that before. I hadn't either. When I heard it this week, I said, that's amazing. They should have switched. They should have had uh, um, Christopher Lloyd be the lead singer of Devo. And had, <laughs> they could have just, for a week or so, they could have just swapped. <laughs> Whip it. Whip it good. Excellent. Are we not men? We are Devo. Excellent. Dune 2's coming out. Anybody care? Apparently... People do care. I like the first one a lot. Yeah. I woke up about halfway through and I said, ah, this is pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's well made. I, I it love is him well as made. A, as a director, uh, Denny Villeneuve. Great director. Right. Dune 2 coming out. Of course, they're uh, taking advantage of that with the exclusive popcorn buckets. Have you seen this? This is a big thing now with big wide releases. They have yeah, a special they popcorn bucket. buckets. For the first couple months, it's in a theater just to give the fans something to be excited about. Some people less than excited about the Dune popcorn bucket. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Can we take a look? Oh, my God. Everyone's going to try to fuck it. That's what I, everyone's saying. It's more, look at it. It's, it looks like a sphincter. <laughs> It's more of a fleshlight than it is a popcorn bucket. It's got, but you know, generally you bring those things home, you never use them again. That one, multiple yeah. uses. And it's easy to wash, so it's got so much going for it. I'll take a shot. All right. Wow. Well, before we say goodnight, folks, we have one last bit of business to take care of. Cassandra, you'll be very happy to know. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Liam Neeson, who apparently has an enormous penis. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. Your parents have probably told you all about it. Um, one of the biggest cocks in Hollywood, and every week you guys send it. What? It's true. It's so funny the way you say it. Man. One of the biggest cocks in Hollywood. He has one he of has, the biggest cocks. He has, God, he's not one. He's very, very loved by people. People seem to like him. Yes. But you people folks seem to love his cock. They, they do. And they send in facts about it each and every week here to the Ralph Report. It's time to take a look at Liam Neeson's cock. Oh, we can't help but wonder How big is Liam Neeson's cock? Wie gross is Liam Neeson's penis? That's right. By the it's, way, we've been doing this for over a decade, this show. Very much more than a decade, yes. Um, which means like 13, we've been doing... 13 years. 13 years. So we've been doing this bit for 13 years. I don't know if we started with this bit, but it came on pretty early in the uh, creation of the show. Yeah. Uh, sooner or later, we're going to get him to come do this with us. I wouldn't say no. You know how we're going to do that? The power of AM oh, radio. Oh, sure, yeah. Liam's going to be driving in his Lambo, just That's listening right. to AM radio, talk radio, yep. 640. Yep. I really should go on and do that show. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Donald Trump has to pay it $83 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the only one. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It took Phineas Fogg 80 days to travel around it in a hot air balloon. That's a very deep esoteric cut. deep cut. Yeah. Yes. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? 
Bill Belichick has just been hired to coach it. <laughs> finally got a job. He finally did. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. Liam used it to cut through doors in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> I think we have a picture of that, don't we? Don't we have that thing? <laughs> yeah, he did that. <laughs> and lastly, Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? Taylor Swift is in the audience every time he unzips his fly. Ah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of Burbank, have you had a good time this evening? We can't thank you enough for being here with us tonight. Thank you so much. Give it up for our man, Josh Rouse, Dr. Josh Rouse on the wheels of steel. And there is no show without the guy standing next to my left. You give it up for fucking Ralph fucking Garmin, kids. And let's hear it from my buddy and babble brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garmin. Babble the fuck off. Good night, Hollywood! For Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>